I don't know what's happening. As the boss of the podcast, I'm concerned that I don't know what's happening. I've only seen it on YouTube. I have so I'm, many questions. Do I need to move on? <laughs> Please. <so>. Okay. okay. <laughs> Does Eyes Wide Shut count as a Christmas movie? No. What's wrong with you? After giving away all of the Mandalorian, this is where we're going to draw the line on spoilers. Wilson! Oh, I was not listening. <laughs> that is very apparent to everyone on the podcast that you were not listening. Did we just J.J. Abrams' this podcast where we had a great 90% and then couldn't land it? Yeah, pretty well. Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong because y'all are idiots. Just to be clear, did you say Robert De Niro? Yes. I'm sorry. Have you seen the movie? Have you not seen Godfather Part 2? Oh, no. You used to take that back. As the boss of this podcast, I'm going to say that. All right. The, the listeners at home can't see the look of the <laughs> yeah. movie I have on my face right now. But I, I, want, I want them to know that I am dumbfounded by that comment. This is not the podcast you deserve. Welcome to Not the Podcast You Deserve. Today, we are talking about our favorite Star Wars movies, ranking them uh, from 1 to 11, as well as probably spending, I don't know, like a lot of the time talking about how great The Mandalorian is. Uh, so thank you guys for joining us on Not the Podcast You Deserve for our Star Podcast Wars. That's not right. What is it? Star Pod Wars Cast. Yeah, there's a lot of copyright issues with that. <laughs> that right now so uh thank you all for joining us and before we get kicked off uh with our star wars podcast or star pod wars cast um what do you guys been watching catch us up on your uh, cinematic universe crawford uh one of the things that emily and i've been watching a lot just like thrown on the background is um whose line is it anyway is on Ew. hbl max and that show is awesome it's so funny it's I mean, some of the games get a little tiring after a while if you watch them back to back to back to back. Yeah. But it's something light, easy to throw on in the background and not have to worry about it. Uh, the other thing is we've been watching the OC. Which, I'll never understand you. Oh, which is basically like a mm, teenage soap opera uh, that came out in the mm-hmm. early aughts. What's that, uh, that ending where somebody gets shot? <clears throat> what you say? <laughs> Yeah, it's the end of season two. We just watched that. It was crazy. I, I have not seen any of the OC except for that scene <laughs> maybe 45 times on repeat. Uh, one of my favorite SNL bits is when they do that scene. With Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, and every time somebody shoots, the, <laughs> the song restarts. Mm, what'd you say? Are y'all doing a bit right now? No, yeah. this is a real thing. Do you know I, what we're talking about? Yeah, I do, because we've talked about it twice on this podcast already. No way. That and whose line is it anyways? We talked about that last time. You talked about that last time. Are you? I was inverted. <laughs> God dang it. Son of a gun. I, I swear last time we were on, we did the tenant pod. You talked about whose line is it anyways. I'm pretty sure. And then. Probably. Yeah. There are you've a lot talked of about the, There's a lot of episodes, bro. I've been watching this for a while. Have you watched the goes wrong show? You need to. It's hilarious. I know, you, you've been talking about that for a while now. Uh, and so is so is Rob and some other people that I trust when it comes to 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 visual movies and TV. I don't know I said visual movies and TV shows. Media. Uh, tell yeah, I was struggling with like the visual media aspect, but whatever. Um, so what is what is the goes wrong show? Listen, it's never not funny to make fun of theater kids. It's just one of the Fair. universal truths. It's it's a gold mine. And I think if you're a theater kid, goes wrong show is perfect for you. It's it, they 
write. It's a six episode series where they write a play. It's supposed to be a play a week and they, the play is supposed to go wrong horribly. And so they like write these skits and, and monologue or not monologues, but the dialogue is perfectly set up for like when a window breaks, they come like, wow, I love this window. And it's shattered or that's a terrible example, but Essentially, they write in set mess ups. They frame shots so the guy, the stage crew is in the background for a shot. It's just hilarious how cleverly they can do something to make something look so stupid. I've heard a lot of good stuff. I'm excited to get into that. Are you watching anything else now? Ted Lasso. I'd be remiss if we didn't bring Dude. up the Lasso. Best Ted Lasso is so great. So, like, Ted, well, yeah, I think it's in the running. I don't know if we can say that yet. I'm not, I'm not there with you yet, Drew, but like Ted Lasso is so great because like it shouldn't work. Like it shouldn't <laughs> be good, but Jason Sudeikis is just so great that like he, like without Jason yeah. Sudeikis, that yeah. is not a show. Like yeah, it just right. couldn't be. It's a stupid premise. It's based off a commercial from the early two thousands. Like, <laughs> which I had not seen before I watched Ted Lasso. Oh really? I watched the whole first season and I went and told my brother, Hey, you need to watch this show. He's like, uh, I've seen like a little skit about that. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then he showed it to me. I was like, okay, so that's pretty much the whole first episode. <laughs> yeah, so that you pretty much have seen episode one. Good. Um, I, I think it was mainly just because timing wise, it came out at the right time. Cause it's just mm. like a goofy lighthearted show that doesn't require any emotional investment really. And it's just ultimately uplifting and it came out in the height of a pandemic when everybody yeah. was like so sad and dead inside. They're, yeah. They were like, please give me something good. Mm-hmm. He's so positive. It's got such a warm heart. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's He's great. It's a cozy watch. Yeah. And then um, I've been, uh, I just finished Shit's Creek. I started it like three weeks ago and I have now yeah. finished all six seasons. I don't know how I missed Shit's Creek when it was on. Or did it just recently end? It was like a very small Canadian show. And then ah. Netflix picked it up around season three and it kind of blew up from there. Okay. Cause that's, that show's great. Yeah. Um, that show is a lot of fun. Um, I just I also Eugene Levy and his son. Yeah. yeah and together. and uh, his David's sister. That's like uh, yeah. his daughter's in it too. Twyla, the, uh, the mm-hmm. girl who works at the cafe. That's their, that's his daughter. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you know that, don't you think it's like is she pissed that like her brother and her father like decided to make a tv show about a family and they cast themselves as father and son and then they <laughs> cast someone else as the sister like, <laughs> yeah I bet, like, I bet thanksgiving is weird i don't know mm-hmm. um do canadians celebrate thanksgiving that is a question for another time they just can't uh i also they probably they probably celebrate the war of 1812 day uh, oh Wow. Yeah, they burned down the White House. R.I.P. R.I.P. Don't forget about our enemies to the north, everybody. I also watched The Devil's Advocate this week. Hell yeah. Because you guys said such great things about it on our Keanu Reeves podcast. And uh, y'all are so wrong. Not only, I think the movie's a fine movie. Keanu Reeves is terrible in this movie. So I believe that I was correct and you were wrong both by when i left it off my top 10 keanu reeves movies and you guys both stood on the table saying oh it's a fantastic movie it's great Great. it's a bad it's a bad keanu reeves performance is what it is part of why it's so good so it was a dracula movie but that made our list as well it was just a good movie it's a fun watch and i think it's just like uh al pacino carries right he's he's 
Pacino's he's the guy that carries the movie. Al Pacino as the devil, I would watch that movie anytime. And even when Keanu Reeves misses, it's still fun to watch, you know? It's like a, it's like a, he went back and forth between like a southern accent and like a like a Brooklyn, like a New York, kind of like Boston at some points in times. It's just like, dude, pick like a yeah. region of Accents the United are not States. His thing. No. He struggles. Really yeah, tough. But he gives it a hundred percent effort, you know, all the time. As hearts there, as Francis Ford Coppola said, he tried really hard. <laughs> he tried really hard. <laughs> it felt bad for him because he tried really hard. And now, are you guys caught up on WandaVision? Because I need to nerd out with someone about I WandaVision. I haven't seen the episode that came out last night. Oh, no. So don't do that. Because, yes, okay. I am also watching WandaVision. My goodness. That is an incredible feat that Marvel is doing with WandaVision currently. So let's let's catch up on that sometime. I will say I... It frustrates me when people that aren't like diehard fans go, mm-hmm. hey, I don't really get it. Should I watch it? It's like, listen, I'm not going to defend it to you. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to be the advocate for Marvel at this point. If you haven't bought into the Marvel Cinematic You missed 24 universe, movies? <laughs> yeah, like, like, they're like, oh, but I think I might want to watch it. It's like, then, then watch it. And they're like, well, should I? Is it good? Explain it to me. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Don't Literally disturb. can't. I will say that I've never seen Elizabeth Olsen in anything other than like her playing Wanda Maximoff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's still just playing Wanda Maximoff, but she's playing Wanda Maximoff as a 50s sitcom lead and then a 60s, 70s, 80s sitcom lead. She's a phenomenal actress. Yeah. She does a really, really great job uh, like like uh, playing into those sitcom tropes and not doing her weird Sokovian accent and stuff was really cool to see. Um, yeah, I can't. I think Paul Bettany is amazing. Paul Bettany is, he's going back to like a Knight's Tale Paul Bettany of just like <laughs> king of slapstick humor of just comedic gold. He is incredible. Um, I think everything they're pulling off with WandaVision right now is awesome. Um, which leads me to, you said that uh, Ted Lasso was the best thing of 2020, best show of 2020. I think so. I would, I would have to put up there. Mythic Quest was pretty great, but also the Manda freaking Lauren season two. Oh. Which I think wow. was 2020. Yeah, that no, was definitely 2020. Yeah. Um, I think that, great. yeah, those those three are like the top best things that I saw in 2020 for sure. Um, definitely in terms of, uh, of a series, um, which is a pretty decent segue into Star Wars talk. Uh, now, I, I would suggest that we save Mandalorian talk for the end. If you know, seeing how we got on time. But I uh, asked everybody to rank the uh, the 11 Star Wars films uh, from first to worst and then let's talk about him and and i think this is going to be interesting because uh crawford and i grew up uh in a time where we had both seen the original star wars films with our families on vhs tape or whatever um and then when we were we had to be seven or eight uh the phantom menace came out and and they did this cool thing Uh, they they showed all of the original star wars movies kind of leading up to it in the movie theater so i remember actually going to go to a movie theater and watch new hope empire strikes back return of the jedi and then watch phantom menace and like we were too young to really know how stupid jar jar binks was at the time um he was made for us yeah he was yeah we were the we were the audience that george lucas was trying to connect with at that point in time um whereas drew allen you had to have been 
you were much younger when that came out. Four, so four you, five, right? Five, yeah. yeah. So you probably didn't see Phantom Menace until you were a little bit older, right? I, yeah, I think Clone Wars would have been the first one I actually saw in the theater. But I, I do remember seeing Phantom Menace early on. Like I, I grew up in a large family. And so as the baby, I rarely got to pick what we watched. <laughs> yeah. But I did get grandfathered into uh, some better pop culture earlier on in my life. Well, you're talking about seeing the Phantom Menace in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first movie <clears throat> that I remember getting to see a double feature. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. my brother and I were huge Star Wars nerds and him so more than I was. And we went to go see that movie at like a matinee on a Saturday. And my mom, like we walked out of the theater and my mom goes, do you guys want to see it again? We're like, yes. And so Absolutely. we bought tickets. And got back in line and saw it again uh, because my, I think my mom was like, you guys didn't talk for two hours. That's amazing. Let's go do that again. Yeah. <laughs> I wasted all of the money for yeah. that experience. And back then, movie tickets were like $4 yeah, instead of yeah. 14 Well, I, and I think the reason I bring up the kind of age difference is because I think that we, we were seven, eight-ish when Phantom Menace came out. Uh, we were 10, 11 when Attack of Clones came out. And then we were, you know, we were old enough to realize by the time Revenge of the Sith came out, we were old enough to realize these movies aren't good. Or I think it was like the cool thing to be like, these aren't as good as the original, you know? So my whole, you know, for for 15 years in the back of my mind, I've had these movies aren't very good. Then when quarantine hit and my wife had not seen the last uh, Star Wars movie Rise of Skywalker so she was like hey you know let's watch all of them because they're on Disney plus let's watch all of them you know in quote-unquote chronological order and leading up to the Rise of Skywalker and I was like I can't sit through those prequels again I don't know if I can do it we went back and watched all of them and I really liked the prequels this time around as as an adult and I don't know why it was such a stigma to not like them uh when we were younger when they were coming out um, so I, w- I was fired up to do this, this podcast and to make this list. I think mine is going to be controversial. And I think that Drew Allen's is going to lean very differently to your and mine Crawford, but I could be wrong. I'm excited to see. I'm kind of is a it? contrarian, you know, bring in some, some conflict to the podcast. So I'm here for it. <laughs> your role um, is the heel. You're the heel of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the antagonist. There's gotta be, you know, some yeah. controversy yeah. to get us through. Back to talking about Star Wars, right? First of all, we're doing a podcast about Star Wars, so I had to say, this is podcasting. <laughs> um, I don't get that reference. Like, this is pod racing? Oh, okay. Well, no, this yeah. is pod racing. Yeah, okay. This now, this is podcasting. Yeah. Um, oh, that's too funny. But uh, to give the listeners a little bit of a stance on like where we rank as far as like Fans, super nerds, all that stuff. Um, I definitely don't know all of it. Um, I had a brother that read all of like the Bounty Hunter books. Like oh, he wow. was reading Star Wars books and telling me about other lore that was going on. In the- oh, cool. Um, Kyle's family had a Star Wars pinball machine that yeah. we would go over and play and set the high score. And that was amazing. It's awesome. um, I don't think you're on the the score li- the the top scores list anymore. It's been 20 years. Like, yeah, <laughs> it hasn't been that long. Things happen. Um, they also had a lot of time on his hands, so it's <laughs> quarantine was probably not good. <laughs> um, I remember one of the most jealous I've ever been of my brother was that he got to go to a Star Wars celebration 
um, in Indianapolis with my dad. My dad had like a work conference up there and took him for his birthday. So it was like a three day convention of just Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. People just walking around in their own costumes and stuff. And he brought me back um, a figurine still in the plastic. I still have it. Um, and it's of a fighter pilot, but it's George Lucas. Um, but they flip his name. So and it's like like a Star Wars font. Yeah. So it's yeah, like yeah. Sue Call or Hey or something. Um, but it's <laughs> but it's him like with the mask with the you know X-wing fighter pilot mask on and everything. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh, should we get into the list? I'll go first. Number one, two towers. Now I think okay. that it starts out kind of slow. Wrath of Khan. The, <laughs> that would have been a better sidetrack no just kidding um <laughs> kyle is so upset right now listeners you can't spend so much time putting theory. together this idea of podcast and like organizing it all and you just shit on it immediately <laughs> his face is red two towers. laughing through the pain well you said that i was like the two towers what what, what is that <laughs> I've got like my Excel spreadsheet with the names and the years they came out, the directors. I was like, how did I miss the two towers? Really threw him off. Oh. He wasn't ready for that. <laughs> He's flustered. <laughs> He's reeling. Um, oh. got him on now that I have laughed so hard that I cried, thank you for that. Uh, Drew Allen, besides the two towers, which is, I think, a Lord of the Rings reference, but I could be wrong. <laughs> <It> definitely <laughs> is. Okay. Uh, number one, Empire Strikes Back. Nice. Hoth. Planet Hoth. How do you beat it? Yeah, the Hoth battle is iconic. Mm-hmm. Like there, I you talk about your star, you're into Star Wars. My I, I watch the movies. I spent a lot of time on YouTube learning about the different lightsabers and the fighting forms. Too much time, too much time on my hands. But ultimately, the there is a video game. Uh, I don't know what it was, it was on the N64, and you got to play as the ship that goes yep. around and shoots cables yep. on the the uh four-legged walkers yep. and trip them and i could have played that for hours and hours and hours on end that's like yeah i get to be the ship that trips up the four-legged walkers yeah. so that's my my intro and then you also get it's in you introduces lando calrissian correct on an empire yep. yep cloud city which is incredible mm-hmm. uh, is that the first time we see boba fett First time you see Boba Fett, it's the first time that you were supposed to see Jabba the Hutt, I believe. He went back okay. and was re-added into A New uh, Hope later on. And we, we I'm pretty sure the uh, whole uh, different editions, new editions, talk mm-hmm. for later. But um, just on what I've seen. Empire Luke gets his that. hand cut off. Uh, I, no, I am your father. Yeah. Uh, like all of the classic stuff when I think Star Wars is from that movie. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm right there with you, man. That's that's the best one in my opinion. And it, it takes, you know, what A New Hope did right, builds on it, expands out the universe, makes the, takes these characters and, and grows them. And not that the uh, episode six doesn't do that, mm-hmm. um, but I just think it's the perfect little sweet spot of everything right from the first one so much character growth, great character moments. You know, you talked about Luke getting his hand cut off. Uh, Han Solo's line, you know, Leia says, I love you. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. that's just 
Oof. I'm getting shit right now. I talking about it. It's like the darkest of all the Star Wars movies, too. I mean, I guess Episode Three ends on a pretty dark note, like <laughs> you know. But like, there is no like real moment of levity. It's also got the the uh, Luke training with Yoda and having to pull the 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 fighter out of the swamp. There there is no yeah, try. There's either yeah. do or do not. Like, it's one of the more darker and serious um, ones. But I, I'm with you. That's my favorite Star Wars uh, for sure. And um, then the the amazing line that gets quote like every dude wants to pull off in his life where prince slayer goes i love you i know it's like did you we, we had just mentioned that we like, had just said that ago, like 30 seconds ago. yes that is the greatest oh i was not listening <laughs> that is very apparent to everyone on the podcast i was researching other things oh okay it, it is really good so much it deserves a second mention on the podcast i know oh, yeah <laughs> god dang it Okay. Also, it, it has a uh, a cameo of the uh, snow monster from the claymation <laughs> Christmas movies. Bit of trivia: Do you all know why that movie opened up with Luke getting destroyed by the snow monster from the claymation Christmas movies? Is it because he had a car accident and effed up his face? Well, there you go. You could have said that differently, but I guess we all knew that. <laughs> was also shaking his head. I'll um, I'll shut up. I'll let Drew no, I, I, I actually didn't know that's I knew that he had had a car accident and messed up his face. I didn't know yeah. that, that that was really start with that scene. That was very jarring to me seeing this as an adult again yeah, a couple months ago. Uh how like like the way Luke looks in episode four A New Hope is drastically different than the way he looks in episode five. Like you're like, oh, you've seen tough times. Yeah. Uh he's in a really bad car accident and then in order to like for them to be like oh there's a reason why his face is looks different you're like oh he gets attacked by a big snow monster and mm. hung upside down and like, cool. that's gonna be tough to come back from face surgery and then be like the only believable way that yeah. we can do this is that a yeti has attacked you <laughs> right well and then you also get the scene when uh han solo has to uh cut open the tauntauns like i thought this thing smelled bad on the outside. You know a bit of trivia of why that scene was put in there? I don't. Uh, I, I would like to know, yes. Um, is it because he was in a car accident? <laughs> Jesus. I gonna say <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, Harrison Ford actually hated animals. And so <laughs> he still does. Asked, he asked, it wasn't even part of it. He, just, he said, I want to kill that. <laughs> oh, my God. Only way I'm coming back for a sequel. Oh, <laughs> and that's why the empire is our favorite movie. wow drew what comes in at number two for you wow i forgot we're still on number one <laughs> yeah yeah this has been a trip so is far. that is that uh is that everybody's first number one pick you just, mine we're doing your list oh we're going straight through mine okay yep. i would if i had known that i would not have volunteered but here we go <laughs> uh number two rogue one i just maybe oh departure. wow I'm putting them pretty high up on my list, though. Um, wow. So we have Empire, which I think is the most iconic of, like, the Skywalker saga, mm -hmm. um, which are, are we doing? This is a good question before I go in on a tangent. Are we doing t the nine or are we doing? Rogue One and Solo count. So we're doing 11 movies. Yeah. Okay. 11. Mm -hmm. So, okay. We're doing Core 9 plus Rogue One and Solo. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's why I put Rogue One this high up on my list. I think I... I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. Uh, I wouldn't say I, I'm, you know, know all, end all, be all to the knowledge of the universe, but I've spent a lot of time on YouTube. Like I said, we have the form, different lightsaber forms of fighting. 
I know that Obi-Wan uses form five. It's very defensive. That's why he uh, took on Grievous. Anywho. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. But uh, I think that Rogue One was such a, what they try to do with eight, you know, do something new with the Star Wars movies. They tried mm-hmm. a lot of different new things. I think Rogue One was, they just did that a way better. They went different. They put a different story. They didn't have this requirement to put a Jedi story and mm-hmm. rewrite it and come up with something different. They instead put you in the universe with a smaller crew. And I love that. And I think that's what kind of led toward what the direction they went with the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I think no, what, yeah, absolutely. I think that's just a great, like when his universe becomes so big, it's hard to tell these big stories. I think that's what the difficulty with the prequel trilogy is when you write out a, like a, we build a universe and you like, would have had all this lore and into it to, to tie weight to stuff it's really cool to make up stuff like the clone wars or mm. you see this a lot in game of thrones where they tie stuff back and it's it's like this epic mm-hmm. incredible godlike stuff or or wars and and all this really rich lore but when you go back and try to show that it's really hard to do that and it not to become like a superman movie where you have two gods just punching each other in the face over yeah. and over again because ultimately, it's you have to make something that creative, that intense, that amazing, to warrant that. And I think nine times out of ten, you just subvert it and make ruin yeah. the coolness factor of it. When you go back and show it, you kind of have to subvert it in a really clever way if it's going to work. Absolutely, and, and I think in the in the original trilogy, four, five, and six, you get that kind of balance of the Force Jedi's plus like Han Solo and space flying and stuff and then when you get to the the prequel trilogy it's just force it's just jedis you know it's just politics and so getting rogue one at the end of all that was like it was the first time to me that like felt like a star wars movie again when Mm -hmm. you saw them in the cockpit and they were flying through space and they were having to get on the ground and and you know uh talk to the droids and stuff like that was the first time i was like this is what it like felt like to watch star wars for the first time whereas in the prequel trilogy i was like this is a lot to unpack and there's a lot of sword fighting going on. And, uh, and like, that's cool that too. But like after a while, I was just kind of like, please someone stop. So I think they got the heart of a star Wars movie. They gave us something nif- yeah. different, a really cool heist movie. Um, it's kind of, you know, you mentioned number four being the the dark, no, sorry, number five, mm-hmm. episode five being darker. And I think rogue one, rogue that one's dark- right up there with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I enjoy that there to be some weight, some cost of, of, the sacrifices we might have already done this i can't remember but like what part in rogue one did you realize that they were not going to get off the planet like what at what point were you like oh they're all going to die because it was super late into the movie for me because i i was embarrassed about how long it took me to realize oh these people aren't making it out (laughs) like uh, once they really established them as all new people i had never seen before i was like all these people that's a good giveaway okay so that was pretty quick then yeah so i think about 20 minutes in the movie i was like why have I never heard of these? Oh, they're dead. They're totally. <laughs> oh, they're totally. They talk about then when you in episode four and five they talk about all the sacrifices that people have made. Yeah, I was like when like when the eyes died to bring us this information. Yeah, when they're like sitting on the beach waiting for like the the wave to like kill them. I was like, how are they going to get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> and then like, and I was like, oh no, yeah, this is it. Yeah, they don't get out of here. That's tough. right. <laughs> like I was really embarrassed that it took me forever to figure so, that out. I don't remember the whole story on this, but. They did a bunch of like reshoots on that movie, right? Oh yeah, like yes. the ending was gonna be different. Like, I oh, I didn't know that. Gonna survive. 
Mm-hmm. And, oh, really? And they had to, because if you remember when it was coming out, the previews had a bunch of shots that didn't show up in the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I don't remember that. Like, what was that? Like, I was I was looking forward to seeing that scene happening, and then it just never showed up. And you're like, what in the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure they originally wrote it where they were going to make it off, and then somebody was like, we can't. Like, we just can't. We're going to yeah. mess up the whole series. Well, I think around that time, too, Disney was Ruined just about to Sorry. <laughs> ruin the timeline. I think just about the time Disney had a, had a bought out Lucasfilms, acquired Lucasfilms. Yeah, so yeah. they probably already had kind of the idea of, because that guy got a spinoff, right? The, uh, the Han Solo character from Rogue One got yeah. a spinoff, I'm pretty sure. Andor or whatever his name is. Yeah, his name's Cassie, right? And then... Uh, oh, okay. But the show he's going to be on is called Andor. Oh, okay, that's it. Yeah. That's the name of the planet. And I'm sure it's a prequel of, I mean, it can't be a sequel to what happened in Rogue One. So, Correct. Because he's dead. He's dead. Um, unless, okay, he, yeah. unless he's fighting as a blue ghost the whole time. Ugh. The movie we've all wanted. It's a force ghost. Can that go on my number one? What, what comes in at number three for you? Wow. You got to have pick this up. <laughs> Wait, how is it my fault? First uh, one's always tough because we all want to banter back and forth about it. Yeah, and then, yeah. then the, uh, the other list will come three quickly. For me, Revenge of the Sith. Number three. Jiminy Christmas. Also, okay. Wow. Number three in the franchise. Episode three. I think it had, whoa, I'm getting a face from Crawford that's like, Oof. I ranked this you way know? higher than I thought I would too I after my second viewing. Yeah. Flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. Yeah. Harsh. Tough crowd. Tough crowd. No, I think uh, number three is a really strong finish for the prequels, which I I think I hold a little bit higher than a lot of people. Like we mm-hmm. said, it was the Star Wars movies that were coming out when we were young. And I know the, the popular thing was to be like, oh, these are not good. But yeah. I was so young that I don't think I was a part of those conversations, which may have helped me out in my love for the movies. Like we said, Jar Jar Binks wasn't, was made for our age people. Um, we were like the perfect age for that series and so i i hold them higher i'm, I'm not as upset by them uh, i think if you go back and watch them they hold up uh fairly well except for one of them's not going to make it very high and we'll get to that later but well the the, the storyline between anakin and obi-wan in that in that really the yes. prequel but really mm-hmm. the episode two and episode three is really really good and that final scene with them is like really awesome that's um, ultimately what brings it up on, yep, on Mustafar when they're in the duel uh the first time i watched it i was like they're doing a lot of like turns during a sword fight and i can't imagine that that's <laughs> can't be the most efficient <laughs> can't be but it's yeah. so cool and then they hop on lava and then mm-hmm. he's got the high ground and it's over <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's also like... the movie when uh, mace windu gets thrown out a window right yeah and uh you see attack uh you see order 66 Which um part? And oh. you see a bunch of like your, you see a bunch of the Jedi get killed and like, it's, mm-hmm. it is, you know, exactly. yeah, yeah. It was, it was a really like the stakes were so much higher in that movie than they had been in any of the other Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. And you say that knowing that the other Star Wars movies had a, a device specifically designed to blow up entire planets, uh, <laughs> but you actually had an emotional connection with some of those characters. Of- so seeing them, seeing them die was way worse than seeing a, a little ball in space blow up of, mm-hmm. you didn't know anybody from there or why you cared so i went the revenge of the sith was higher on my list than i wanted it to be i think that the star wars universe is so big and expansive like if you do the research like crawford's brother reading the books 
I think the movies probably pay off a lot more because you know all of those Jedi's that get shot down. You know, it's very impactful to be bought in. I think mm-hmm. the one knock I have on these core nine movies that they are such pivotal moments in the universe. They can't spend enough time to really build up 18 planets worth of character, you know, three-dimensional characters. Yeah. So they do kind of rush through some of these events. But I think three one, the third movie, Revenge of the Sith, has great pacing, great fights. The you mentioned the Obi-Wan Anakin one, mm-hmm. the Obi-Wan and Grievous duel is really great yeah. too. To yeah. your point about the pacing and building out the characters, I will say my appreciation for the prequels has increased with the uh, Dave Filoni show Clone yeah. Wars and yeah. getting seven seasons of little vignettes of uh, story and seeing you know more characters and um, you know more wars happen and more battles and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think that's really cool um, and it has you know, grow my appreciation because they got to develop those characters a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. I, I was going to ask if y'all were going to let us put the Clone Wars on our list because I... We're technically canon. It's canon and it's really good, yeah. <laughs> too. It would be high on my list. What What's uh, what's next on your list? Uh, next on my list is Return of the Jedi, episode six. We're going to go back to the original... Wait, What? Number four on my list is episode six. I mean, I heard you, but where's a new hope, man? It's not as impactful for me. Oh. I the 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 button on the original trilogy, episode six. I I enjoy ca- catharsis, and I think that the movie ends very well. Darth Vader comes in. He his, his dad comes in and saves the day, and maybe that's I just care about. I don't know. I was going to do a, a weird father bit there, but I'm going to bail on it. Um, Reading the room, I'm now bailing yep, yep, on yep, bits. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep. That, that scene with, with Luke and Vader when the uh, the Emperor sitting over them is just really scary. I yeah. think the first time I watched it, I was legitimately scared of the Emperor. And uh, you get that iconic laugh. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm getting excited about it right now. I can't process that a new hope's not in your top four. I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> not wrong here. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, this uh, yeah. is my least favorite of the original trilogy. Um, okay. Is Return of the Jedi because the Ewoks kill it for me. You know, like, the so Ewoks, lame. The Ewoks. Oh, the, so lame. The Ewoks themselves, not. Uh, you know, you could. You, I don't think they they carry that that whole scene, but I love the the moon on indoor battle that whole uh sequence where they're in the woods and han like hits the stormtrooper on the head and runs around the corner uh where do you rank on ewoks versus porgs oh wow (laughs) (laughs) i hate the ewoks all the way i hate ewoks don't understand it do you like the porgs from the new just the most useless and worthless. <laughs> you, is, useless and worthless. That's how you could define the whole third trilogy of you, Star Wars. You to say me. worthless. Uh, I would say yes, useless. But uh, I think Disney made a whole lot of money selling those plush toys. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did for the eight minutes of screen time they got in yeah. the in the final trilogy. Yeah, in the Christmas special. Or no, that was the Wookiees, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, never mind. So tell me, a New Hope hits at number five on your list. Number five. You're not going to be happy with me. And if, if we don't need to finish the list, that's okay. What is it? Phantom Menace is my number five. Whoa. Yeah. I was right that. that our lists were going to be different. 
I was correct on that. Okay. All right. Listen, had had y'all not watched the special features of the Mandalorian, I think this would have been a very difficult conversation for me uh, to carry. I think I think Dave Filoni uh, sums up way better than I could have ever verbalized how impactful that ending scene of the the Darth Maul fight between Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. When he was saying that, like at that moment, everyone in that room, and I think everybody watching that show goes, I'll never love Star Wars the way that Dave Filoni loves Star Wars. <laughs> no doubt. That was uh yeah, that I do I did appreciate it much more after seeing it after seeing the Dave Filoni talk about how the duel of the fates is really um there's a lot more than meets the eye there. Mm-hmm. And uh getting to see uh anything Liam Neeson in that's fun yep. uh yeah. and uh just uh, that i don't understand the age gap between anakin and padme Oof. or how that plays out in future episodes um but that the final third of that movie is really 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 good um mm-hmm. i think the first two thirds of this movie are bad uh or just take forever and there's a lot of like yeah. i think star wars is really bad at telling you stuff um, like you'll get that scroll across the screen for 20 minutes to like tells you what's happening. And then like, you'll have a, you'll, instead of people like reacting to like a Senate meeting, they'll show you the God dang Senate meeting. For <laughs> <laughs> Whereas like what the Mandalorian does super well is they show you, they don't tell you, right. right? They, they show you a, they show you a, a party of the, uh, the rebels celebrating the fall of the empire. Or they, they show you a worn torn city that's got graffiti on it and on the walls and a run downtown. Like you just, so, you know, this town's been through some stuff. You didn't have to read this town was taken over by stormtroopers. And like, <laughs> like, I think Star Wars does a really bad job of telling you instead of showing you for the most part in the, in both really in everything, but the Mandalorian. Uh, but I think Phantom Menace does a really good job at the the last third of the movie there's not very much exposition it's more like here's why this has an emotional impact on what you already know is coming mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. and i and i don't hate george binks i've talked about it earlier um i don't know if i did or not but i we were young enough to where i thought he was hilarious and so he's got it is that the fight. one when they're on the big grass field fighting mm-hmm. the droids and like the water bubbles and stuff mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Hearing it's not a horrible movie. say roger roger over and roger over roger. again is so funny <laughs> it still makes me laugh <laughs> yeah but definitely the uh the darth maul doing of the fate scene carries that movie high up into my list because that's just the most iconic i when like whenever i was on the playground play fighting star wars i believed that i was what darth form? Maul. Darth maul. <laughs> form eight why would i not use form eight? <laughs> the forms are numbered yeah and then it's pretty seems... confusing and there's i wouldn't call them subclasses of forms but um mace window has very interesting we don't need to go into it i can tell the glossing over you guys what is number six on your list after phantom menace uh form six is kind of more what oh oh the (laughs) movie six okay uh (laughs) number six on my list is a new hope it finally okay we finally did it we finally did it the uh the first movie which i didn't know this but a lot of uh, older Star Wars fans hate when you call it A New Hope. They're like, no, the name of that movie is Star Wars. I, I get that. Yeah, when it was I released, it was called Star Wars. They went back and gave it the title, Episode 4, A New Hope. I did not know that. Like, yeah. That people get defensive about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. I didn't know it either. I listened to a podcast and the guy was like, I refuse to call it A New Hope. This is Star Wars. If I say Star Wars, it means I'm talking about a, whatever it is that you call it. <laughs> <laughs> the first Star Wars movie. But it does, it's a great sweeping uh, job of like it's incredible that george lucas took like japanese samurai movies and combined it with 
like opera themes and put them in space yeah. and it worked that pitch meeting must have been <laughs> <laughs> he did a great I, job but i have <laughs> beef with you putting this outside of the top five simply because it started the whole thing All right you know? but that's mean- really it i can't really i can't objectively tell you that this is wrong so right and and i and i I mean, yes, I do think you need to respect that it started the whole franchise, but I don't think I don't I don't rate my movies. I don't I don't really like rating movies either like this. You know what we do on this podcast? <laughs> I know, but it's, it's, it's difficult. It's like fifty percent of what we do. It's like a big chunk of what we do. <laughs> I know, and I, the best I can do is just in my like heart of hearts, write down what I feel in that moment. But my list changes almost constantly. Um, well, what is your list saying right now about your seventh pick? My list is saying that number seven is episode seven. So, oh, this no, is my first of the third. Choice. Okay, I got a lot of hate. I got a lot. Of, both of my no, power through it. Co-hosts have left the podcast. They're no longer on. The <laughs> so okay, I don't understand on. that, man. Well, just give me real quick. Give me fifteen seconds. Why did you like this movie? Why did I like this movie? I uh, got Star Wars again, huge. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I think BB-8 was great. Poe Dameron was great. I love what they did. They have a stormtrooper as like kind of the main character of Episode Seven. Like I know Ray is like kind of what the movie's about, but I feel like we get to see Ray's story via the stormtrooper. Do we ever learn his name? What's his name? Finn. Finn. Yeah, Finn. I kept going back to Poe, and I know that's not right. Um, I feel like we get Ray's story through Finn's. Could you imagine if he was in all three movies and we didn't know his name? Uh, <laughs> the protagonist. Um, Callback. But that is enough for me. I no longer want to hear you talk about episode seven. <laughs> what is what is next it's, on your list? Some great characters. Good <laughs> Star Wars. We lose Han Solo, which kind of. Yeah. What do you mean? Shows up in the last one too. Oh, okay. Well, anywho. It was traumatic. Harrison Ford got his wish. He got his wish after I thought Kylo 50 years. Until he took his helmet off. But yeah. when he shows up and stops the, the laser with force, with the force, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Like, oh, you can yeah. do that. And it's really hard at this point in the series to introduce new things. Remember, remember when he did that, the most powerful force thing we've ever seen, and then later on in that same movie, lost a lightsaber battle to somebody who picked it up that day? After he had just killed his father, he was going through some chaotic feelings, and he didn't know how to do it, and he it thri- affected his strength. He thrives in chaos. He's a dog. Okay, I I definitely time to move on from this. No, uh, no I, I want to hold on this point for one second in that it's really hard to introduce new things this late in the franchise, like force stopping a laser. Cause then you have to go back and be like, why aren't any other Jedi force stopping blaster bu- bullets or whatever you call it. And them? you think that helped this movie? Yeah. Cause I was super cool. And I don't have a problem with it. I do have a problem with what they did in episode eight and we'll get to that. But is that I next? think that they do a good job in episode seven of giving us some new stuff while still giving us a star Wars movie. Number eight, number eight, <laughs> episode nine. Oh my God, what's wrong with you? <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I gave you 15 seconds last time and you went for five minutes. So I'm going to give you five seconds this time. <laughs> what? How in God's green earth is episode nine ranked I, here above Solo? I love the pacing of episode nine. It starts off with uh, Kylo Ren just storming through planet after planet. 
I actually really enjoy the Ray and Kylo storyline. I think that's really cool. And they do some really cool stuff with that. When they're fighting the Emperor, I think it gets a little kind of weird, but yeah. it's just such a strong movie after episode eight. And even and I think all of the downfalls of episode nine come because episode eight went on a, such a weird path and they kind of overcorrected. But I love my Star Wars movies to be a Star Wars movie. And I think episode nine is a lot more so than um, some of the other ones on my list. What about after what, what's uh, what's what comes in at nine on your list? Uh, nine is solo. You've mentioned it. Uh, there we go. Yeah. I'm a big solo, solo fan. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. It just didn't stand out to me. You know, I, sure. uh, it didn't feel like a star Wars movie. Like rogue one was a star Wars movie. They got the heart of the movie, right. Even though it, they had no Jedi in it, you know, uh, I know Darth Vader was in there, but um, I think Solo was trying to do the same thing, but I, I just didn't feel it was a Star Wars movie. I felt like it was its whole other different thing, still in the Star Wars universe, but I, I, could, I couldn't feel it. I couldn't feel it. If I'm tracking with you, you're about to put Attack of the Clones as the last ranked one, and you're going to finish out the, the new trilogy. Is that right? Well, you'd think, but I actually put episode eight above the Clone Wars. Oh, oh my God. That's what I was saying. Yeah. You, so you put Attack of the Clones at the very end. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes, I did. So, and that's, I've got some beef with this and that's fine. Uh, and we will, we will discuss Bring it. Bring it. later on. But so your list, if I've summarized this correctly, is episode four, Rogue One, three, six, one. Nope. Episode five, Rogue One, three, six, one, four, seven, nine, Solo, eight, two. Correct. And that is this. Yeah, our lists are a little different. The top of our list is actually more similar than I want it to be. Uh, Crawford, we've hit on a bunch of these. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've hit on basically all of them except for the last bottom ones. So use at your own discretion. Uh, uh, the, walk us through your list. Yeah, the top of mine actually looks a lot like Drew Allen's. Uh, number one, I had Empire Strikes Back nice um for all the reasons we talked about earlier number two i actually had rogue one as well hey wow okay i really enjoy that movie it's great uh i think it's gonna sound dumb i love alan tudyk (laughs) i love alan tudyk too man he brings everything up um put him in more stuff yes please Um, uh, number three i had return of the jedi uh that was a really impactful movie for me as a young kid i love yeah. it i think i watch. i think i re-watched that one as a child more than any of the other ones oh interesting might have had something to do with the metal bikini i don't know uh, <laughs> i was about to say there's i can think of one specific reason why you'd re-watch that one more than the others uh but uh, uh you know i did i loved uh indoor and i loved i actually liked the ewoks as well um i liked the emperor vader skywalker scene at mm-hmm. the end and mm-hmm. all of the emotions mm-hmm. and tension going on in that um as a kid i was like this is the most intense thing i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> um it was awesome uh number four i had a new hope yeah okay makes sense. um because it's for all the reasons we talked about earlier it started the whole thing it's awesome mm-hmm. um there were definitely places to be built out and they did that in the other movies but something about just being the first one ever is having that originality, that uh, honestism, like it just sticks out. And like, it it was so different. Like the actors, if you go back and watch 
interviews of the actors in that movie, they have no idea what to say about it. Like they have no idea what was going on. Yeah. Because as they, they were filming it, it yeah. they, they were like, huh, uh, Harrison Ford was like, I need to get out of this right now. I, I'm going, I need to go make m- movies that are going to make me money. Yeah. And the fact that they did all that and made such a good movie is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, number five, this, I was surprised at, that I actually put this here, but I had Phantom Menace at number mm-hmm. five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and I think part of it is because like we talked about at the top of the show, it came out when I was young, you know, eight years old. I remember that was like one of the first movies I got to go see a midnight premiere of like mm-hmm. we, uh, it was my first double feature movie. I got to go see. Uh, I watched it probably four or five, six times in theaters. I loved that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the, I don't know, culmination of all these, uh, like I had grown up watching Star Wars, but it was my parents' Star Wars, right? And Mm. this was mine now. It was like, I got to experience it firsthand and it just really impacted me. Um, There's a lot of fun stuff that happens. I personally love the pod racing stuff. Uh, I think that's really fun. That that stuff holds up. That's actually like a really fun part of the movie. Duel of the Fates, Darth Maul is one of the Mm. best bad guys uh i hate the midichlorians and that they brought that up (laughs) yeah asking for that yeah yeah no one was like explain the inner workings of the force for me uh we all just like we were good with it we were like liam neeson tell us there's a force that connects all things great Great. no more explanation please we're fine (laughs) yeah 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 uh that that kills me um and then jar jar is annoying now that i'm an adult as a kid i loved him used to take that back um um a lot a lot of bad stereotypes in that movie we gotta mark that i gotta put that that phrase right there in the opening uh in the opening (laughs) gotta be in there somebody Uh, mark this for me uh number six I actually had Solo up at number six. Really? Yeah. You liked that movie very I, much. I did. Um, and I liked it, I think, for the reason you said you didn't like it, right? Okay. That it didn't feel like a Star Wars movie. I think that's why I liked it. Okay. They were okay. like, hey, we're going to break away from Skywalkers for like a hot second, the uh-huh. only time ever. And we're going to make a, a heist movie. And it's going to be fun. The tone is going to be different. And it still very much was inside the Star Wars universe. You just got to experience a different thing, kind of like Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a different style of show. It's a different style of movie mm-hmm. um, inside the universe that I've come to love. And uh, I thought Woody Harrelson was great. I thought, Woody Harrelson was great, yeah. Uh, I thought Donald Glover as mm-hmm. uh, young Lando was amazing. I mm-hmm. would just watch him. Yeah, yeah. But you will get a chance to do that. Can't wait. Uh, Who you is know. your favorite character in Solo? Lando. Really? Mine was uh, the uh, droid uh, L3, uh, played by Phoebe Waller Bridge Bridges yeah. or whatever. She's great. What? Have y'all ever seen her TV show? Uh, Fleabag? Fleabag? Yeah. No, I have not. God, it's so good. Okay. She's great. She's phenomenal. Right. Um, and then Amelia Clark was great, too. Oh, and great. Paul Bettany! Paul Bettany was the bad guy. He yeah. was great. I, I really Paul enjoyed Bettany. that. Paul Bettany now and Tudyk were in a movie together again. How about that? Not since A Night's Tale. I can't prove that. They might have been in something else before this. I don't think Alan Tudyk was in that movie. He was in A Night's... Oh, no. Alan Tudyk was in Rogue One. That's tough. Mm. They're in the same universe, though. So... John Favreau was in it, too. Um, 
uh, my next one coming in at number seven, I had Clone Wars. So this is less of a I like Clone Wars and more of a we're getting into the movies I hate. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so Fair it's, enough. It, this is a which ones do you like the least uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, type, you know. But uh, Clone Wars, I did like that you got to see the Clone Wars. I know that yeah, yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. dumb, but like it's a cool idea. And it came from like what one line from A New Hope when yeah. when Ben was like, "Oh, he fought in the Clone Wars," and like that's the last you hear of it until the movie yeah. is made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the action's really cool. Um, I love um, Ian McGregor. Mm-hmm. Um, as obi-wan i think he's awesome i can't wait for the obi-wan show yeah, um, yeah, yeah. is it a movie or a show it's a show i think it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be great um that's when you see yoda bouncing off the walls and getting to fight for the first time too right yeah that was awesome that was very cool uh one of the things that i've realized like we talked about earlier it was really popular to kind of hate on the prequels when they first came out um i did for sure i was mm-hmm. like i mean the original experience of going to see them is always really exciting, but then you just kind of like, no, I think that sucked. Um, (laughs) But as, as it's gone on, I've actually started to appreciate them a lot more. The thing I've come down to is that uh, Hayden Christensen ruined those movies. Mm -hmm. Like anybody else, those movies would have been above average. Absolutely. Uh, I'm with you on that. And just even man. with Jar Jar Binks, if you had put literally anybody so else, he's it would so have been okay. Bad. Yep. Um, that scene when he and Padme are talking together and they like roll down the hill or whatever. God Almighty, that's horrible. Listen, I think Clone Wars suffers the most from having to show such an. You have to show trying to show a Clone Wars in one movie is really difficult to do like that many different levels to show how we have an interplanetary war going on. You're going to spend like what, two hours to explain that whole thing. Yeah. And then you spent 20 minutes dialoguing about how much sand sucks. (laughs) Like that's way too much time of this movie. Yeah. Fair enough. Too much. The ratio was wrong. (laughs) Um, Too much uh, Anakin and Padme and not enough Jedi clone wars. Um, but I, I have I really love the plot of those movies. It's really interesting to think mm-hmm. about the uh, I don't know the plot that the emperor has put together and has yeah. put in motion and all like the inner workings of it. It's really really mm-hmm. interesting. Just it's poorly executed by Hayden Christensen. I was gonna say that I think the the politics side of this movie I totally went over my head when I saw it when I was 12, you know, I seeing it as an adult. I was like, Oh, I get it now. Like I, I understand why this Senate scene was important. I still don't think I needed to see the whole Senate scene. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. I still think you probably could have shown me instead of made me listen to all this dialogue. Mm -hmm. Um, But now that I heard that, I was like, Oh, that actually, that makes sense. Uh, So I'm with you, man. Like that's it really, if you had anybody other than Hayden Christensen, uh, I think that would have been a really good movie. Yeah, I'm with you. Plus, they had the scene where they're in the gladi- the gladiator ring. That's awesome. uh, with the animals. I actually really enjoyed that on, scene on Geonosa. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm discovering now, an hour into this podcast, that I'm the least knowledgeable Star Wars fan of this group, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. But like, I just I didn't know I was this far out of my weight class uh, when it came to Star Wars knowledge. So you well, guys are killing it. Keep I it haven't up. been studying lightsaber forms in my spare time. Right. Well, there's an obvious winner here. Uh, <laughs> I am just obviously the third guy. There's an obvious one and obvious three. So I think is. I would be form one, even though it's the most basic. Okay. What comes in after attack of the clones, Drew? <laughs> um, number eight, I've got revenge of the Sith. 
Uh, Interesting. Also because I like it more than the other ones. Uh, really? Okay. Yeah. And it's it's definitely not a favorite. I haven't rewatched it recently. Okay. Um, I was going to say, I think you can do that. Yeah, I probably should. I, again, Hayden Christensen ruins this for me. Any yeah. emotional investment, I lose it the moment he opens his mouth. Yeah. And but I feel that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fighting scenes are awesome. Uh, the the tone of the movie as it gets darker and you start to like lose a little bit, you get that bleakness, right? Mm. That it makes episode four much so much better as hey, this is a new hope. This is the dawning of hope mm. because mm. the nightmare was coming to a head in, mm. in Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. It's a really cool idea watching Anakin go like truly fall into the dark side but man Hayden Christensen I I know I keep hating on this but like I, I can't get over it the, the the issue is the whole trilogy pivots on his character's character arc like also Padme dying because she's lost the will to live I will okay we discovered how to travel through space in a matter uh-huh. of moments and you mm-hmm. have all this medicine and do- you have force healers around and this just this robot's like mm, the babies are fine the pregnancy's fine but she just lost the will to live it's like what are you talking about uh, i'd like to t- i'd like, like to touch on that because uh, we've we've been hard on hayden christensen and hayden christensen mm-hmm. if you're listening i'm sorry but you also ruined our childhood uh- but <laughs> i would like to say that Natalie Portman in this in this the prequel trilogy is just as bad, if not worse, as Hayden Christensen. She is horrible in those three movies. She's awful. I, and I think putting them both together just made it that much worse whenever they were sharing a scene together. But she's not good. She was bad. And I think she's a I mean, she's got a freaking Oscar. So like she's a good actress. This was not her Oscar winning performance, though. None of these three movies. Is Natalie Portman the female Nick Cage? Has an Oscar, sometimes makes amazing movies, sometimes email makes us, the worst movies ever. Email us at ntpydpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com to uh, weigh in or on Twitter at ntpydpodcast. Uh, Black Swan or Phantom Menace, which one was uh, Natalie Portman's Oscar winning role? You decide. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you decide. Uh, my last three, because I guess they technically have to be on the list, are yeah. the new trilogy. I hate them. Wow. I hate them. In hate what them order? So uh, in least hated uh is going to be force awakens okay um because i hate this movie because they just were like hey remember how a new hope was cool <laughs> we'll let's just do, just do that but yeah. make everything like bigger mm-hmm. they're, yeah. like, what? they're like yeah it doesn't blow up one planet it blows up six planets and they're like why and they're like oh because six times is cool uh and they're like hey remember how we had a guy with a mask on yeah <laughs> make him take the mask off whoa everybody loved that part um and they're like, hey, remember the, how there was a stormtrooper? They're like, yeah, like make one shiny. Okay, she got to have a lot of lines. No, she never. We talk about how she never matters. They pumped her up so big, too, to be like, this is a new big character. And then, like, you, yeah. you never saw her again. So, yeah, I, it was fun to get Star Wars back, mm-hmm. uh, but we didn't need it. And uh, Kyle and I were joking about this before the podcast started, but JJ Abrams writes really good the first 85% of a movie mm-hmm. and just, I think he hates ending TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh God lost. Well, so yeah. I watched a Ted talk where he spoke and verb really said, like I watched like the, the prequel star Wars movies when they explained midichlorians, I then realized that you should never reveal 
you should never explain what's going on. Just write cool mysteries in your stories, but never explain them because yep. people hate it when you actually explain them. It's like, no. <laughs> you missed people, the point there, buddy. People hate it when the explanation is shit. <laughs> We would, you know, if there's a mystery, I would like to know it. But the force wasn't a mystery. It was just the force. So we, you didn't need explaining. And it definitely didn't need a science midichlorian explanation for it. Next on my list, I'm going to go. You're going Rise of Skywalker next and then Last Jedi, aren't you? Uh-huh. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, the Emperor was cool. There were a yeah. couple cool, like, lightsaber fight scenes. And that's about, that's what I got. But uh, here's how we need to spend the most of this time that we have left talking about how bad The Last Jedi is. Yep. Because that movie is, it, it is the worst thing I think I've ever sat through. And I sat through Iron Man 3 twice because I wanted to give Robert Downey Jr. a second chance. And that was wrong of me. And, that, and you know, shame on me because and he it, fooled me And twice. it should be stated that all of this criticism is going to come from a place of love because mm. I think we all love this series. We love this universe so sure. much. But when you love something enough, you're going to shit on the bad parts because you don't ruin this for me. The Last Jedi is the most nonsensical storytelling I've ever sat through. And it's a part, it's attached to the greatest storytelling lore maybe we'll ever see. I don't know. Close to. That's hyperbole. But still, like, how in, who sat down and was like, this is how this show, this is, this is a great plot for this movie. It's stupid. It makes no sense. It is slow paced. They they do the classic Star Wars trope where they go off and they've got to go to another planet to get the thing, but then they flip it on its head and they don't get what they came for. Like why? Yeah, like yeah, 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 why? Yeah. I think so that they could show you a weird casino and then do like a twenty minute thing about cruelty for no reason. <laughs> And then your boy Finn goes and is like going to sacrifice himself and like blow up the thing. And then he gets stopped by a random girl who we met 15 minutes ago, who's in love with him. And she says like, you know, we, we don't do that. Or we, we don't, I was going to say we don't trade lives. But that was definitely vision from Avengers. <laughs> um, Infinity war. He was definitely hey, dead a much game. cooler line. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, it's just like, what the hell? Like why? <laughs> I, I do love that. The uh, director, for last jedi was supposed to get his own like spinoff trilogy and immediately got fired that project got scrapped and 95 percent sure it's rain johnson and then uh yes and then uh jj abrams spent a lot of time in the last one like making up for his mistakes like rose almost not in the movie which is great uh she shouldn't yeah. be her, her, like that actress's story is actually super sad yeah it sucks. but um listen i don't i don't hate that movie as much as y'all do i don't think it's good but if, I think if you tweak a handful of things, it becomes a very solid movie. Whereas the Clone Wars, I I think it waits too long to get to the interesting part. That's why I have them ordered that way. You mean if you if change you, the director and the plot and the no no no, Ryan Johnson's a good director. Uh, I'll ride for him. Name two Ryan Johnson movies. Go, Knives, Knives Out. Out. Great. Give me another one. Last Jedi. Last Jedi. <laughs> not my least favorite Star Wars movie. Um, <laughs> I was going to try to do a quick Google search of Ryan Johnson's movies. But... Oh, he made Looper. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Ha, 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 ha. You, you showed me. Um, you take out the whole casino subplot, and then you have the the new leader stop absolutely just... They, they make Poe Dameron like kind of like a toxic masculine presence in that movie. 
And it's like, he was like the most loved character. He was like going to be the new Han Solo. And then they spent that whole movie making him not likable. And I thought that was a really interesting decision. Hey guys, remember when uh, Carrie Fisher died in real life and then uh, yes. her character got shoved off into space and you're like, all right, that's a very believable like, way for her to go. But like, that's how it has to end because she's dead now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they're like, just kidding. She's going to use the force to come back. <laughs> what? Ugh. And then we're going to keep her alive for another movie. Are you yeah. out of your, you had yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. You had a way out. You had a way. It, out. Yeah. I'm just I'm getting frustrated. Just thinking about it. That is the world's worst movie. Um, and I, I think I, I didn't do yeah, but they don't spend 15 minutes talking about sand and how much it sucks. And that's why it's higher on my list. I would rather watch, I don't know if you guys are in the Star Wars games or not, but they have some good ones out there. Oh, yeah. I would rather watch someone play Knights of the Old Republic for three hours than watch Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody loves to, to uh, crap on the new trilogy, which is what they did when the prequels came out. And so I think... In five to ten years, we're going to look back on these movies and be like, they're not as bad as we sure think won't. they are. They're shot very beautifully. Like, the cinematography in all of those movies is That's incredible. Um, they're beautiful scenes to look at, whether they, you know, make a good movie. Yeah. Not so much. It's more than just, you know, art um, that speaks to you. I thought of another quick video game. Uh, if you're still listening, here's a little... <laughs> We can, do the, we can put this at the end. Here's a treat for you. Yeah, uh, okay. Or we can do it now. If you want to be sad about like how cool a, of a Star Wars game could have been made, go watch the preview for level 1313. Uh, it's a two-minute video about like they made a trailer for a game that they were making mm-hmm. uh, about like the underworkings of Coruscant. And so like you're descending into the different levels of Coruscant. Wow. And the trailer of the game looks amazing. And they never made it. Wow. They made, so like a fi- they made like a five-minute clip, and then it got lost its funding. And it's one of the <laughs> coolest-looking games ever. If we could put video games on my list, Bounty Hunter would have been high up on my mm. our, uh, our The N64 pod racing game. <laughs> so up good. There. Obi-Wan Kenobi was a great game on Xbox. Yeah. Battlefront, right. another good one. Oh, God. Um, okay, so I, I just did, I put all of our lists kind of together so we could see you know, the point total and stuff. But uh, my list, we've already talked about all these, so I'm just going to go through it real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also had Empire Strikes Back at number one. We all had Empire Strikes Back at number Ooh. one. We are all good American people that love each other and love our country and love Star Wars. Um, I had a new hope at number two because I, I think that you have to. I think it's one of those things where you have to put Iron Man in the top ten of the MCU just because, like, you have to. Kicked it off. Um, I had Rogue One at three. Both of you guys had it at two. Uh, I had it at three right behind A New Hope. But really, if we're speaking from like a, like which movie is actually like objectively better, Rogue One is objectively better than A New Hope. Um, That's not fair. It had, you know, what, 50 years of technology to grow on. Uh, But I had Revenge of the Sith, and this is where I I did not see this coming. Revenge of the Sith was at four for me. Um, And it was very high for Drew Allen and uh, not that high for Drew Crawford, which is shocking to me. Uh, but yeah, really that uh, that scene with Anakin and Obi-Wan at the end, pretty incredible. Also, just the tie-in that you get uh, between that and Rogue One to A New Hope, uh, pretty cool. And then I had The Phantom Menace next, which 
I just, we all had the Phantom Menace at number five on our list. I don't know what that says about us as people uh, or, or movie watchers, um, but, or maybe just the fact we all watched that Dave Filoni video kind of say, at the same time. That's what yeah. it means. <laughs> I mean, that was really a beautiful way of being like, oh, that's why this movie doesn't suck. Okay. Um, and so now that I know why this movie doesn't suck, I see its value and I realize <laughs> it is objectively better than most other Star Wars movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I really did like Phantom of the Menace on my second, my, my watch through as an adult. Then I have uh, at six, I have episode six, Return of the Jedi. And like you guys both rank this higher than me. And I advise you to watch it again because it's a bad movie. And I said that about a Star Wars original movie. Like it's bad. Uh, the Ewoks, the planet indoor thing. Like that. at one point, I just want to point this out. The bad guys who have, you know, uh, guns, uh, laser blaster, whatever they call blasters and, and ATT Walker things. That's a, that's a cell phone company and they have T-Mobile AT- bikes and they have, uh, uh, Verizon mobile uh, cannons. Okay. Um, these people that have been taking Jedi who, who are trained assassins with lightsabers and powers to move the energy around objects themselves. They, those guys get taken down by, by little tiny stuffed bears. They're throwing rocks and sticks at them. Oh yeah. The and, power of friendship. and the power of friendship. <laughs> they, so they, like, got, they got defeated by the care bear stick. <laughs> <laughs> if it were not for that last moment when Vader uh, sacrifices himself for his son, this movie would have been below what comes at number seven for me, which is Solo. Solo is a phenomenal movie. I and and uh, I don't know why people don't like Solo. It had the weird director thing where they had the uh, the two guys. Oh my gosh, who did uh, the two guys who did Into the Spider Verse, and their names are. Cannot remember. Okay, cool. Replaced. Huh? We'll fix it in post. Yeah. Oh, that's going to bug. They also did the Lego movie. This is like their first like big, big action movie. Okay, cool. I'll figure it out. Um, Then they were replaced by Ron Howard. And you can kind of see like there's very Ron Howard elements in this movie. Um, And so it's kind of like a hodgepodge, like horror film flick. Like they slashed a bunch of different types of films together and created this one film. And I think if the two guys whose name I can't remember, they've got a freaking Academy Award. Mm, that's going to bother me. If they just let them make their own movie or just let Ron Howard make his own movie, I think it probably would have been better. Uh, and then at eight, I have Attack of the Clones. Uh, I really enjoyed Attack of the Clones the second time through watching it. And really, this is just better than any of the new trilogy that's come out. And then I have Force Awakens, Rise of Skywalker, and The Last Jedi for all things that have previously been stated. I do think that The Force Awakens... I think J.J. Abrams did something cool where, you know, we can fault him for being like, oh, let's just do that thing that worked in the 70s. Um, but I think if you were tasked with like create like oh, like yeah. basically recreating or you know bringing an audience group back to what it meant to be in Star Wars, I think we all probably would have tried to lean on that original storyline a little bit, you know, to have some sort of similarity or um, some sort of um, man, words are hard. I'm still mad. I can't think of those dudes' names. That's tough. Um, <laughs> no, some parallels in between the two stories, I think, is what yeah. they were going for. I'm with you um, on that. Like, he was given almost an impossible task of, hey, make a movie that is new, but also true to the yeah. originals that will also appease yeah. um, diehard fans for the last 40 years, but also bring in new fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure it's we can merchandise it and make sure it's under, kids. under two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Fair. Miller and Phil Lord. That's their names. Yeah. Nice. Chris Miller, Phil Lord. They're great. Uh, um, 
I do okay. that all the stories came out during solo that the actor who had only ever been in like Hail Caesar uh and now Aaron yeah yeah and beat out like Miles Teller for the role oh, which I still good. don't understand which uh, I still I think he was fine I thought he did a good job yeah but apparently they had to bring in like three acting coaches on set yeah. for him and stuff and mm-hmm. it was like mm, that's not there, good. there was a lot of bad press for that movie coming yeah. out and yeah. I think that it I think it ultimately swayed people's decisions about yeah. oh did I like it or not it's like mm-hmm. oh I think I'm supposed to not like it yeah right no, I, that's what, I think if you just gotten one director's vision for it, then like I think it would have been better. And and they they like pulled off the like they had sequels like ready to go like for like they'd already slated out their the release dates for the sequels. And I think before the the movie even came out, they'd already pulled like the release date for the sequels. So like yeah. they they had kind of thrown in the trash before they even released it. So the trash compactor, the trash compactor. Um. Looking at the list in total, I combined everybody's list together. We were all unanimous on Empire Strikes Back. Rogue One was very high for all of us. Um, and then A New Hope was kind of uh, sporadic throughout. Phantom Menace was number five for all of us. Kind of weird. <laughs> and then uh, I guess really the big takeaway from this is that Drew Allen really liked the Skywalker, the the Ray trilogy better than the, the rest of us did uh, by quite a bit. I think it's another thing where people love to not like something and everybody's jumping on it and give it 10 years and you're going to look back and be like, there's some, there's some moments. I, I, it does require, and I think all of these Star Wars movies, the one knock on the Star Wars movie franchise that I have is that they require a lot of fans to go and watch the Clone Wars to get, you know, they, if you read the books, then you understand a lot of the decisions, yeah. a lot of stuff. They don't really, like you said, they don't show, they don't show or tell well. The the story is interesting. Uh, if they have to pick between one or the other, they're going to tell you. Yeah, they're yeah. Gonna make you read a scroll or make you sit in exactly. on a full Senate meeting. Exactly. But the which is, I think, is I, you said in ten years, you hope that people look back on this fondly. In ten years, I hope that there's been a temporal pincer movement and Christopher Nolan has come back to actually direct those last three movies instead wow. of uh, the hodgepodge that we got of, uh, of JJ uh, Abrams and uh, Ryan Johnson and whoever the heck did the third one. Yeah. Um, oh, did he do the third one too? Mm-hmm. Wow. They must've given him so much money. Yeah. They brought him They must. Yeah, they must have given him a ton of money. Be like, please fix this thing that Ryan Johnson broke. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, man, that's a uh, man. I think the like one thing we can all agree on besides Empire Strikes Back is the best, and Phantom Menace is the fifth best. Um, <laughs> is that Star Wars is awesome, and it's brought all of us a lot of fun um, and uh, and a lot of joy to our lives. Um, and I, we already kind of hit on the video game front thing too, but the fact that Star Wars spun off to a bunch of uh, TV shows, uh, video games. Uh, I mean, just pre- the. I think the real reason that George Lucas said he wanted to make Star Wars was because he knew he would make so much money off of the merchandise. And I don't know if at the time he realized that it was going to become what the empire that it is that Lucas, you know, films is today or whatever. Uh, but wow. Uh, yeah. What a bet that guy took on a, on a really weird story. And um, no, nobody really assumed this was going to work and uh, he's made trillions of dollars off of it probably. So um and then i want to do my plug for the obi-wan kenobi game that was a fun game you guys talked about some others earlier um i remember battlefront was cool battlefront i think i gave my life to that game 
mm. when it mm. first came. I, I don't know I, what that means. I played that game till basically my Xbox exploded. Yeah, the Red Ring of Death. But Battlefront, I don't know what sound. Are you trying to be a pork? You don't remember that? Oh, maybe that's Battlefront 2. But whenever you chose a map, it would zoom in on that spot and then enhance and zoom in and enhance. And it was a perfect. Somebody mark this. This also has to go into the opening <laughs> intro. Um, and then I think the best thing that Star Wars has done, I, th- I think, maybe in the last 10 years, probably, maybe Rogue One. Uh, but Mandalorian season two, incredible. Yeah. Best that's that's the best thing i've seen star wars related and it has nothing to do with jedi or lightsabers for the most part um so i think that's just really cool to see a world that was started around um a dude with a lightsaber has formed into so many different types of uh storytelling with so many different types of people with and it's not reliant on people moving stuff with their with a wave of their hand or a fancy sword um because mandalorian was fine first season i enjoyed it it took me a while to buy into it but by season two, I was like, this is the best thing. Yeah. I, I love that one of my favorite lines in The Mandalorian was, and he's like, you want me to take this child to a group of space wizards that like <laughs> yeah. are our enemies? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they've built out such a beautiful universe. Like, the like Star Wars world is so massive that they can tell whatever story they want. And we've had nine AAA movies about one family's yeah. in with the force that i am excited for all of the new stories going to be told i love that last jedi tried to be like ray's parents are nobodies like maybe it's going to be somebody else and then rise of skywalker was like no <laughs> still involved somehow you, you all hated that all right <laughs> uh, that is uh that's interesting like yeah. <laughs> episode nine really did feel like a Please forget what just happened kind of scenario yeah. going on. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> um, Who is the emperor again? It's still the emperor. <laughs> um, man, he thought of everything. <laughs> um, one thing we haven't really talked about, what are some of y'all's like favorite lines from the different trilogies? Because Star Wars has iconic lines, right? Mm, mm. Great shot, kid. Don't get cocky. I say that about five times a week. <laughs> I really do. Uh, midichlorian counts over 9,000. God dang it. Does that not count? No. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's a trap. It's a trap. And uh, never tell me the odds. Yeah. Never tell me the odds uh, is great. One of my favorite, like, little gimmicky things I ever bought merchandise wise was like uh, the Han Solo casino. And it says, never tell me the odds. Nice. And I was like, yeah, that's great. That. I would go there. Han shot first. Not yeah. in the movies, but I was trying. I was really waiting for Drew Allen to do something Jar Jar Binks related, <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't do it. So I was going on a different path. <laughs> I can go. Do you? Would you like some Jar Jars? No. Our intro needs some new, that... some new, uh, some new material. So really up to you. Really, it's going to be up to you and what you want to do. I just heard all of our fans scream no. And so I'm gonna. I'm gonna it's like a mi- it's like a million people cried out in terror. And <laughs> suddenly, we're silent. Wow, very meta, true. What I'm here for. Uh, favorite line though. Uh, no, I am your father. Mm. And on that note, 
Thank you guys for joining us on Not the Podcast You Deserve as we talked about our favorite Star Wars movies. <laughs> you got, you're killing did, me. Did we just J.J. Abrams this podcast where we had a great 90% and then couldn't land it? <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, and on that note, thank you for joining us on Not the Podcast You Deserve as we talked about our favorite Star Wars movies. If you want to reach out to us at ntpydpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ntpydpodcast. Thanks for listening. This is not the podcast you deserve.